106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. We blame people, we blame manufacturers, we blame food, we blame God. Something goes wrong, God should have been there intervening for us. The same God that apparently the Founding Fathers never wanted anywhere around us. Same God that started this country that we've gotten rid of, and yet, you know, when something goes wrong, they're getting mad at God, you know, but we want them out. That's all you ever hear. Get God out of the Boy Scouts. Get out of the Boy Scouts, God. Get off of our buddy, God. Get out of our universities, God. Get out of the military, God. Get out of our textbook, God. Get out of our homes, God. Get off of our televisions, God. Go away, God. We don't want you, God. We don't need you, God. Katrina hits. God, where are you? Where'd you go? Help us. I am showing you this to make the point that all political speech must be protected. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. You gotta be ready to throw a punch. You have to be ready to throw a punch. Donald Trump, I think you need to go back and, and punch him in the face. That I thought he should have punched him in the face. I feel like punching him. I'd like to take him behind the gym if I were in high school. If we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. No, I wish we were in high school, I could take him behind the gym. I will go and take Trump out tonight. Take them out now. Okay. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Please. Get up in the face of some Congress people. People will do what they do. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. We're going to go in there, we're going to the This is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful. Walk lightly. And for those of you who are soldiers, make them pay. If you had to be stuck in an elevator with either President Trump, Mike Pence, or Jeff Sessions, who would it be? Does one of us have to come out alive? <laughs> oh, anybody know an athlete that made it from the gutter like nothing and now they are super rich? Anybody familiar with that? Anybody know any celebrity that has a story that says, I started from the bottom, now I'm here? Yes? So that means right away that your environment and your conditions have nothing to do with anything. You are born looking like your parents. But when you die, you die looking like your decisions. And I want y'all to rest on that. The idea at West Point is that all the buildings and all the barracks and the statues are named after prominent West Point graduates that went on to do great things. There's Eisenhower Barracks, there's MacArthur Barracks, there's Grant Barracks, and of course there is one Robert E. Lee Barracks. And Wesley Hunt spent a semester living in Robert E. Lee Barracks. And every time I walked under that threshold, I was like, wow. What a country. Here I am at West Point, and I'm living in the barracks named after a Confederate general that fought against the rights of people that looked like me. How cool is that?
And if it were named anything differently, then I wouldn't have that perspective. Because that's all the names on the buildings and statues are. It's not necessarily about our past. It's about the bright future that we have created. And that's what America actually is all about. Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. Um, but, but look, I come from Chicago, so, so I want to be honest. It's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have too. You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, tilt things in their direction. <laughs> Vice President, I am proud to serve alongside one of the greatest, greatest, greatest champions of our nation's warriors, our President Joe Biden. to you. This is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio, episode 191, to appear on November 26, 2022. So I know I'm uh, just past Turkey Day by the time you hear about this, but uh, happy, happy Thanksgiving. Kind of, I think people kind of carry Thanksgiving through the whole weekend, so Maybe we'll just consider it a short season. Uh, <clears throat> if you're new to me and you want to know how to get a hold of me, you can reach me at my phone at 530-713-1838. That is a cell phone that you can text or call to. I am on the left coast, so consider if you want to actually talk, you might want to uh, Give me a, uh, a shout at a time that I might be awake, but I'll try to answer the phone 24 hours a day. I do that for other causes as well. 530-713-1838. Also, you can email me at lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. Nohostagesradio.com. Lou at. Very simple. That's the website where we stash all our episodes after we do them and also some articles i write so you can go to that website any old time and everything's free nohostagesradio.com so uh, for the next two weeks after this show we will not do a podcast because i'm going to be on the road and uh, i won't have time to do it uh, and get it all prepared so uh, we're going to have a couple weeks off. If you want to listen to the live show, if you go to KMYC 1410 AM, 
you can listen to that live this coming week. Uh, after you hear this show, we're going to have Randy Thomason with Save California going to speak on the live show. That starts at 10 a.m. left coast time and ends at 1. And then um, I'll be back on that show uh, the following week, December 10th. Uh, but I just won't have time to do the podcast ahead of time. So the way to get to that is you can go to uh, live365.com, live365.com, click on radio. That's just a platform that dispenses a lot of uh, media. So you can go to live365, the the number, 365.com, click on radio, and then it might ask for the call letters. Uh, if this if this uh, radio station isn't actually listed, but the station is KM, like Mickey, YC, KMYC, you don't have to put in 1410, and just click on that, and it should be live streamed through there. And if you care to listen, you can go over there and as a substitute uh, for both Saturdays. You can listen there instead of the podcast. So, uh, so live365.com, click on radio, put in KMYC, and you should have a listen live opportunity there from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the afternoon, if you care to do that. And that will be, uh, I'll be the second week, the first week I'm gone. Uh, the first week uh, I won't be there. I'll, again, Randy Thomason from Safe California will be there. He is a very good uh, host and he's full of information and uh, actually used to be in radio and TV so he he knows all about it much more much more professional than I am so so that's just some options there for y'all if you can hang with that and then we'll be back in the groove uh, on the podcast uh, two weeks out. Okay, so you'll miss two weeks podcast, then we'll have on the third week out from this week, we'll have another podcast and continue on from there. So let me mention a couple people that are helping us, YS Junk Angel, uh, that's Ira and Gina Burroughs, they have a cleanup and junk removal operation, they're amazing people, he's a former firefighter at San Francisco that was fired because he wouldn't take the jab, so he started this business as a filler until he figures out what he's going to do whether he's going to go back to San Francisco if he wins a court case or whatever, whatever. So if you want any help in Yuba-Sutter counties or maybe even adjacent counties to Yuba-Sutter, you can call or text 530-329-3113, 530-329-3113. They'll clean up your property and uh, make it really nice. Also, uh, Israel Garcia, or like he, he goes by Izzy Garcia, uh, veteran Marine, saw action in the Middle East, and he uh, runs Little Billy's Excavator and Backhoe Service. He works through Northern California, but he's based here in Yuba County. If you want some help, you need a backhoe or ex- excavator job done, you can reach him at 530-300-6010, 300-6010, text or call, and that'll get you started there. So, uh, and another one, uh, and then we'll move on, All Power Services, 530-844-0347. That's a text or call, 844-0347. Josh James and Will Fanning, and now two associates they've hired, will fix your broken items, All anything that's got power hooked up to it, and even some things that don't. They're also master welders. They'll fabricate or rebuild. I just saw a trailer that... 
uh, Will and them rebuilt for a uh, tree trimming business and and uh, put a lift on it and just everything's brand new tires uh, hydraulics everything all painted repaired welded back together beautiful look like brand new brand brand new piece of equipment so if you got a chainsaw weed eater lawnmower jet ski uh snowmobile all that kind of stuff or off-road vehicles or big rigs or 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 that has power hooked up to it they will fix it and uh, chainsaws all that kind of stuff so all you tree trimmers out there you got a tree business you got 20 or 30 saws or you got things that are broken like oh i need to get that fixed they will fix it for you they're specialists at fixing chainsaws no problem so check them out, 844-0347-530, area code. Or you can go to 1469 Stewart Road in Yuba City. That's just west of Highway 99. Really easy. And they are nice guys, really super guys, and knock it out and get it back to you, okay? Okay, I want to mention um, there is a big meeting coming up and uh, right away. And they're putting a all-call out for Sutter County residents to come to the supervisors meeting. It's a very inconvenient time of the day at three o'clock in the afternoon. And the reason we want you to come to the meeting on the 29th of November is to take a stand to have the meeting changed to 6 p.m. Now, you've heard all these stories about supposedly uh, conservatives and Republicans trying to keep people from voting right oh you know that's why they don't want you to have an id all you know there's all kinds of things i don't want to go down that rabbit hole right at the moment but uh there's something to keeping the public out of the meetings during during covid and zoom all that nonsense uh some supervisors actually thought that expanded the reach uh to the uh citizens but it actually restricted it, and they, they liked it. They didn't like the citizens coming in to talk to them face-to-face, and they would actually prefer a, a letter or an email. They don't like people confronting them or to sit in and listen to their conversations, right? And so uh, it's a lot different listening on Zoom than it is listening right when they're watching your face and your body movements and all those kind of things are those meetings were established by statute so people could act access or get access to their representatives. So what we're trying to do is get them to move the meeting to six o'clock and they don't want to do that. You know why? Because government has evolved to a place where it, it serves not the people. It serves the government workers and the government representatives. So even though the supervisors are getting paid like they get a full-time salary for this, they want to meet during the day, uh, not that when it's not conducive to you getting there, that's about the time that people are still working or they're picking up their kids from school and or they're picking up food for dinner. It's very busy, busy, busy. And it's even a challenge to get there at 6 o'clock, but we're we're going to ask the supervisors to change the meeting to six o'clock. Now they work for us, but they have to vote on it. Now, an alternative is just to remove them from office and get people in there that will move it to six o'clock. The meeting in Yuba County is actually nine o'clock in the morning, just about as equally difficult for the common citizen 
the person that's paying the taxes and paying for the government to function. It's the time of day when they can't come. So if you'll come out to Sutter County, it's at the Yuba City City Council Chambers on Civic Center Boulevard at Butte House Road. And you get there at 3 o'clock. Please come. If you want to make a sign, make a sign. Uh, you know, we want to change the meeting to 6 p.m. And we need you to speak to that or be present with a sign or something. So that's November 29th of this month. Okay, 29th of this month. So uh, Sutter County, and that's Sutter County. So if you want to go over there from Yuba County and see how it's done, and then we'll take the, take the fight to Yuba County, that's that's a good point too. Listen, these are the type of, you think, oh, well, that's just a small thing. There's so many other big things to deal with. This is a huge thing. Access to information in government is has never been more difficult to get. It's very difficult. There's no transparency in government. It's very difficult to find out what's going on, and they do not like you listening and watching what they're saying and doing and standing up to confront them. So please, 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 if you want to make a difference in our United States of America, we need to start at the ground level where we live and and get the, po- the political uh, machine, if you will, to function best for us. Not for the not for the government employees and not for the supervisors. It's kind of like these guys are saying, well, yeah, I'm your employee, but I want to show up when I want to. No, we don't do it that way. When we're the boss, they show up when we want them to show up. And we're, we're going to tell them on the 29th of the month when we want them to come to meet. OK, the other thing is there is a uh, the Sutter Yuba Republican women who have done a great job at influencing uh, elections and helping people get elected. Way to go. And um, they have a Christmas meeting coming up in December, and I want to let you know about it. And it is going to be over at Marcello's in Yuba City, Marcello's Italian Restaurant, 1235 Bridge Street. That's a nice place to eat. I've had their food. It's good. It's going to be $25 per person. It's going to be 6 p.m. on December 15th. It's a no-host bar available. Uh, Why don't you wear something that has red or green in it for the season? If you don't have it, go come as you are. Just wear clothes. And it says, please bring a wrapped unisex gift uh, for a gift exchange of about $15 value. So it's $25 per person. And that'll cover your food and and, uh, basic drinks like coffee, tea, stuff like that. So seating's limited. So RSVP at SYRepublicanWomen.com, SYRepublicanWomen.com. Or you can dial 530-632-6195, 530-632-6195. We're trying to build a bi-county, that's Yuba Sutter, organization, not just of women, even though they call it a women's um, uh, Republican group. Men are invited and are, enc- are encouraged to come, so you can come. And uh, there's going to be some speakers there, I think. Uh, it'll be fun. So we're trying to build an organization. We're just not trying to give some place for people to go and hang out, which is fine. We want to actually accomplish something and make Yuba Sutter a, a conservative stronghold in in a California and so we need your help and so if you can come out I know it's a busy time of year but 
it's way t- it's 10 days before Christmas. You could probably do it. Just pop in there six o'clock at night and you'll be out of there early. Okay. All right. Back to my gig here. I want to, um, I ran across this little thing uh, since it's Thanksgiving season. I know it's after Thanksgiving, and you're probably still sleepy from eating all that turkey. And um, I wanted to make a couple comments. I think I can find it here. Oh, come on. I'm getting close. So I ran across this article. I think it was in Epoch Times. about thanksgiving if i can find it oh here we go and i'm not going to do the whole article because i don't have time um but i'd never seen anything written up quite this way about thanksgiving and uh, you know that uh we we used to study it we didn't study it but the you know there was sort of an understanding in the american schools the schools that i attended in the 60s and uh it was about how the the um the people that came from Europe settled the East Coast and uh, established settlements on the East Coast. And then the indigenous people or what you call the nationals or the native people, uh, they hooked up. They'd become they build relationships and they had a they had a meal together and to celebrate, I think, to celebrate the uh, the new people's survival, because I don't think it was going too good for them for a couple of years. I think the first year, half of them died because they, they thought they could pull off socialism, and that didn't work. That's another story. So, uh, But uh, you, you wonder, well, where did they get the concept of Thanksgiving? And they got the concept out of the Bible. And so I wanted to just mention a couple things about that, because uh, it was a—oh, this was not out of the—it uh, was out of the forerunner that, uh, that wrote this. And it says, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's Ephesians, the fifth chapter and the 20th verse. So the people that came from Europe were uh, God-fearing or, or God-honoring people. And so they knew the book of Ephesians. They'd studied that. And so they thanked God uh, for even when they found uh, they got to America, discovered they got to the right spot, <clears throat> even though it was gnarly. And uh, people, a lot of people died. They starved to death. They got sick. All kinds of things happened. But it says, uh, both America and Canada celebrate a day of Thanksgiving each year in the fall. America's Thanksgiving Day occurs on the last Thursday of November, where Canada's often coincides with the fall holy days on the second Monday of October. Never knew that. Sometimes uh, we've been studying the Feast of Tabernacles out at where I go to church. And it says sometimes the Feast of Tabernacles ate the day. <clears throat> you can read about that in Leviticus 23, 36, and 39. And Canada's Thanksgiving Day occur on the same day. Incredible similarities exist between them. The Canadian Encyclopedia uh, article on Thanksgiving Day for up there remarks that it is proclaimed as a day of general thanksgiving to Almighty God for the bountiful harvest with which Canada has been blessed. God's people are not to participate in the majority's majority of the world's holidays, but this is one we can celebrate if we keep it in the proper spirit. And uh, so it goes on to say that the indigenous people in North America, that that would include Canada and the U.S., have a history of holding communal feasts 
in celebration of the fall harvest that predates predates the arrival of European settlers. So Europeans were celebrating uh, times of Thanksgiving, according to the Bible, before they ever came to the U.S. The Smithsonian Institute has noted that, that some First Nations tribal people sought to ensure a good harvest with dances and rituals. The Hmong people do the same. You can find out around the world people would sacrifice, do sacrifices and things, many of them sacrificing to demons, uh, thanking the demons for a good harvest when they didn't know God himself. The European settlers brought with them a similar tradition of harvest celebrations for which the symbol was the cornucopia or the horn of plenty, which dates back to European peasant societies. For years, God's people have used the cornucopia to decorate our Feast of Tabernacles celebrations. Uh, So it goes on to talk about that. Uh, So it says, uh, this guy goes on to write about the spirit of ingratitude. And there's a passage in 2 Timothy that says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Sounds, seems like we have some of those right now. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, and unthankful. And boy, you know, we use the term entitled. Oh, he, he's, he thinks he's entitled. Entitlements, right? That's another way to say he's ungrateful or he's unthankful or he, he is, doesn't appreciate. And uh, so many people that hate America today, although they make $100,000 a year, $500,000 a year, $1 million a year, they are unthankful. They're ungrateful. And they don't appreciate what they have, uh, particularly, I think, of minorities. that uh, Who would have thought that slaves, even in, in the 19 and early 1900s, just 50 years after slavery ended, uh, that slaves now would be millionaires and billionaires? We'll be right back. We have five more segments to go. Does adulthood dismay you of me? And I'll pay you. You won't have to grow up. It's true. All your bills will be paid. Your adulthood delayed. And I'll give all this money to you. Bob commuted to college for discounted knowledge. So large debts he would not accrue. Lived at home with some chores. Now he'll also pay yours. Wait, I didn't agree. Cause I'll give all his money to you. I already paid off my loans. All this money. Now wait just one second. You will get from Bob. In a basement for four years. All this money, if I get this job. My school didn't have a rock climbing wall. All your work wages risen, your debts all forgiven, your child care. Ridiculous. All Bob's 
me. I drink tap water. If I win, it's true. You know what? I'm leaving. All Bob's money. The just-concluded election saw a red wave that was halted by fraud. I'm Randy Thomason with your SaveCalifornia.com Minute. Across America, there were more votes for Republicans, and if you factor in election fraud, you know the red wave percentage was even higher. More blacks, Latinos, suburban women voted Republican this election. Again, these exit polls undercount conservatives who refused to be polled. Even in Democrat-controlled California, there was a red wave, because even if Republican votes were undercounted due to election malfeasance, Gavin Newsom still had the weakest showing of a Democrat gubernatorial candidate since 2010. Only election fraud committed inside county election offices could have stopped this red wave, and there's evidence it did. See more at SaveCalifornia.com, championing your values in California. The film Soylent Green was made in 1973 and set in a dystopian world in the year 2022 where the government is secretly feeding the people food made of people. And the most pleasant experience one can have is state-assisted suicide. While government-run media pushes the idea of cannibalism, government-assisted suicide is officially now a thing in 2022. Before COVID, you could always count on modern medicine to keep you alive, so long as you had the money or insurance to pay for it. But these days, the hospitals seem more likely to liquidate you. And in Canada, they will help you kill yourself, even if you don't really want to die. Amir Farsoud has applied for medically assisted dying, known as MAID. He lives in constant agony due to a back injury, but has started the process for end of life because his rooming house is up for sale and he can't find anywhere else to live that he can afford. He barely survives on Ontario disability support payments, which are just over $1,200 a month. He doesn't want to die, but being homeless is not an option. I know in my present health condition, I would survive it anyway. Farsud meets the criteria for MAID, physical suffering due to disability that cannot be relieved. His doctor, who knows Farsud's real reason for MAID is his fear of being homeless, signed off on the application in August. Farsud needs a second to do the same. There's a 90-day waiting period. He believes he could potentially access MAID in about a month. I don't wish to be dead. Um, even with the pain, even with the meds, um, I still want to be here. According to the Canadian government, they are getting several requests for suicide from children, who they refer to as mature minors. And they are seeking to amend the laws so that these children can be euthanized without their parents' consent. There are posts on social media that suggest this might be true, which shouldn't surprise anyone. The quality of life for Canadians is at an all-time low, and the motive for helping Canadians kill themselves is allegedly to save the government money. They have saved $90 million. So, I mean, that's like four missiles flying to Ukraine. The government has infinite money for refugees and for, you know, foreign aid and for, you know, Democrat campaigns and for waging war in Ukraine. 
but no money to, to keep people alive. That's too expensive. This is the plan how they're going to save money. Sure, they're going to welcome in a couple million foreigners every year, put them on the free healthcare ticket. Uh, but average Canadians, sorry. Sorry, it's time to suicide. It's time for death. After 6,465 individuals committed suicide with the help of MAID, medical assistance in dying, the Canadian government saved $86.9 million, about $13,000 per person. That's what an individual's life is worth today in Canada. The economists running Canada concluded that the savings from MAID are so far negligible, but the suicide program should continue. I mean, bullets, bullets don't cost that much. I mean, we could really be, be ramping this up. Maybe you could pay, have people pay tickets. Like maybe, maybe this is a solution. Maybe in Canada, you pay like 10,000 bucks and you get to kill somebody. This is the predictable outcome of big government. When unnecessary jobs are created and given to lazy idiots, then economists and bureaucrats inevitably sort everything out and they only see us as a resource, which turns civilization into a meat factory. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. So this guy goes on to write about the whole, uh, the importance of having a grateful heart. And of course, a lot can be said about that. Psychologists, whether they're Christian psychologists or secular psychiatrists or psychologists, psychiatrists, marriage and family counselors, they know even their secular books talk about forgiveness and being grateful every day for to live a healthy life. That's mental health, physical health. Bitter people die early. Bitter people die early. So uh, be thankful. Tell people I've been sending some texts out because I'm going to be uh, on the road a bit. So I've been shooting some texts out to people because I'm not going to be around. Uh, and just telling them how thankful I am for the help they are in my life, keeping me going and, and accomplishing the things that, that uh, we work on. So anyway, okay, we're in the second segment. And uh, uh Let's see if I covered everything. Yeah, I got the meetings covered. Okay, we're good. Okay, I want to talk about, you know, people have been thinking now about how can we get back and hold people accountable for the criminal uh, acts that have been perpetrated on citizens and and whether regardless of age, from the smallest child to the person at the end of their life egregious crimes covid crimes have been committed in fact i just saw a headline where anthony fauci was being uh, deposed he was in deposition about his uh, about uh, how much he manipulated the media and forced the media to put out propaganda so <clears throat> there's been some issues and there's been some lawsuits that have been filed by workers that have been fired fired because they would not take the jab. And uh, they have begun to want, win. 
Um, they won a couple different areas. And so one way is to take a people to civil court. Uh, I guess you could try criminal court, but most of them have been win winning in civil court. But there's another way without even going to court that you can take the your gov the government or the or maybe private sector employees like uh, ho hospitals and things like that, uh, military, etc. Uh, you could uh, file a claim, and here it is. It's it's workers' compensation. If I I used to when I ran businesses, I had to we had to purchase workers workers' compensation insurance for all our workers in case they got injured. Right, not sick, but unless it was job caused. But if something happened that was job-caused uh, that damaged them or caused them to be off work, you would file a workers' compensation claim, and that was by law. You had to file that. And if you didn't file it properly, you could get penalized, et cetera, et cetera. And so then they had to go see certain doctors and all that kind of stuff. Well, uh, attorneys are suggesting that the workers' compensation is a pathway to immediate relief for COVID vaccine injury for victims, okay? And so three lawyers um, had a uh, discussion um, about the strategies that may help private sector employees uh, who have sustained injuries obtain financial relief. And that's what workers' compensation is all about. So here's what we have. We have a situation where the government tells these businesses, hey, uh, or they give them a lot of money and tell them, we'll give you this money, but you have to inflict all these rules on your, your people. Well, you just can't make up employee rules. When a person comes to work for you, they come under a certain set of rules, what time to get there, how to dress, do this, do that, do the other thing, certain agreements. But you can't just say all of a sudden, okay, now we're going to give shots to everybody, and if you don't take a shot, you're fired. You just can't do that. But they did it because they thought they had the backing of the government and, and could avoid the law. So some lawyers think, uh, let me get down here to where I want to. Attorneys also suggested that more people file claims for their COVID-19 vaccine injuries. So in other words, go to your employer and file uh, a claim for the injury. Because he mandated, if he did mandate or she mandated that to keep your job, you had to take the shot. Uh, the number of workplace disability claims in the United States increased in early 2021. Do you want to know what the coincidence was? The jab. As soon as the jabs began to be rolled out, lawyers uh, and disability people noticed a spike in disability claims. So um, the lawyers that were interviewed for this story, they detailed the steps involved, the benefits that may be available, and potential hurdles claimants may face, and how to overcome the challenge of locating a suitable attorney and doctor to assist with the claim. Filing a worker's compensation claim doesn't preclude an employee from filing claims via other legal channels like civil but it does provide the potential to receive immediate financial relief and medical treatment right now. You don't have to win a case. You just file and, and you you're disabled. You can't come to work and you can uh, possibly get long-term support. Now there's uh, some attorneys here, a couple of them. There's three of them. Ben Carlisle, 
Ray Flores II and Patrick Hollingsworth uh, are experienced in this area. And um, so uh, says Flores told the, um, the interviewer here that the PREP Act, the Public Readiness and Emergency Preparedness Act of 2005, which gave immunity, again, it gave second time, it gave immunity to pharmacies, or they also call it the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act of 1986. So there was a PREP Act and the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act, 2005 and 1986. You should memorize those because those were the blockbuster change where our congressmen and, and um, representative senators gave immunity to Big Pharma. Big Pharma funded the congressmen and women. They turned around and gave immunity uh, so typically if you, if you get injured, you have to file with the government by, by a, 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 any kind of injection from big pharma. Okay. And it's a big problem. It's very difficult to sue government because they have all the money and all the power, right? So this is a shortcut. So, uh, Hollingsworth said, this means that if you were mandated to take the COVID vaccine as a condition of employment and you were injured, you were entitled to file a workers comp claim. And all you have to do is file it. The boss, you don't have to get in a fight with the boss over it. You just file the claim and then let the procedure begin. So, uh, I'm just trying to look if there's anything else I can tell you about, because it may fit some of you, uh, Okay. So I know I, 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 I've actually talked to people that took the jab. I know a lady that took the jab because of the hospital she was working for. I've, I've had numbers of people. Now some people just felt the doctor told them to take the jab. Well, that doesn't qualify. Um, it's when your employer says, take it or you're out, right? Uh, particularly, and then you took it and you're injured. Now you, now you can, um, that's a part of your job now. If they mandate that you have to do certain things as a part of your job and it injures you, then you can file. Um, okay. So the one attorney said, many claimants didn't want to take the vac- vaccination and were told they were going to be terminated. It caused se- severe emotional distress for them uh, to have it to choose between injecting themselves and not wanting to take it. So... Um, this is definitely a workers' compensation claim. It's not a lawsuit. Again, it's not a lawsuit. Workers' compensation is just you file, just like insurance. It is insurance. And then they begin to address your issues, which were job-related. You know, the question is, was it job-related or just you? did you injure your back playing football on the weekend, right? Uh, you don't have to prove negligence. You don't have to prove fault. Anything you do in workers' compensation will not exclude you from pursuing other avenues of justice. Carlisle, who filed two such cases, said soon after the mandates were implemented, he had tweeted a warning to employers that they might be liable for workers' compensation claims in the future. Uh, At that time, I think 10 people saw the tweet. However, a million people now have viewed his tweet from November 4 about the first workers' compensation hearing against an employer-mandated vaccine, the judge found sufficient evidence to proceed trial set for January. Come on, baby. That's what I'm talking about. So y'all out there that 
that are screwed up. I got a friend who took the jab. He his employer, employer didn't insist. It was his doctor, and unfortunately, he took it. He immediately got a blood clot to the brain. Fortunately, he survived, but it it damaged his memory, and it uh, created a dark spot in one of his eyes. And uh, but he's having to live with it. He took bad advice from his doctor, and so uh, life goes on, right? I'm telling you, people, uh, you know, it's amazing. The choice regarding all this COVID stuff is life or death. Now, the other related, interesting, very, some of the stuff is so interesting. The NBA, if you remember, the NBA began to mandate vaccines, right? And then they didn't mandate vaccines. They, they mandated vaccines for everybody in the NBA except their players, but then some of the cities that the that the uh, the players were from, like Golden State Warriors, are based in San Francisco, so they play about half their games there, or a third to a half. And uh, excuse me, um, so they they had an issue with a couple of their players, and uh, because that player didn't want to didn't want to get the jab so the city said he couldn't play basketball and on, on a basketball court in san francisco he could play over in nevada he could play over in utah or idaho he could play anywhere else but he couldn't play in san francisco so uh, uh, wiggins uh held out for a long time but there were some people uh kyrie irving held out uh and only played away games he was playing for a brooklyn team so interesting enough uh, interesting enough, San Francisco ended up waiving it for their performers. No, I'm sorry, not San Francisco, New York, who just is in the midst of losing against their uh, uh, wastewater treatment people. They fired a bunch of them, a bunch of them. They turned around and waived the mandate for their performers, musicians and theater people and all those kind of stuff. So they didn't have to get the jab. So in the NBA, they fired three uh, refs. You know, see, there's three referees in each NBA game, right? So it is so amazing because it follows the same MO, the same system of how they were fired. So uh, Mark Ayote, Ken Maher, Maher, Maurer and Jason Phillips, who had 71 years of NBA officiating experience, now are suing the NBA, accusing the NBA of violating federal civil rights law. Listen, these guys, if they get a just an honest, fair judge, are going to clobber the NBA because you cannot do what they did. Uh, and, and they're going after them. And New York State, they're suing New York State and New York City human rights laws. It, it alleges the jab or the job el, jab or job ultimatum instituted by the league for the 21-22 season, but which was not applicable to the players, led to the suspensions for that season. They lost all their benefits, all their income. So then they, they rescinded the mandate for the 22-23 season, but they never hired their, these three refs back. Uh, 
So, meanwhile, one prominent athlete who was barred from several high-profile competitions this year due to unvaccinated status reportedly will be allowed to compete in next year's edition of one such competition. Serbian tennis star talks about uh, Novik Djokovic. Uh, they they pushed him out of the uh, Australian Open. They're going to allow him to play next year. But he took a stand, and he wouldn't take the jab. And uh, so back to these guys. Uh, let me get down here. So the NBA, these guys, maybe all of them, but at least two of them, uh, were church guys. And they filed religious exemptions. And they got interrogated by the NBA, the head of the NBA and their attorneys, on they had to prove that they were spiritual. They had to prove somehow that they were sincerely uh, spiritual people, Jesus followers, right? And uh, the NBA's lawyers, after a pointed interrogation of their three referees, a judge plaintiff's beliefs to be illogical, unorthodox, and or not entirely religious and therefore insufficient to satisfy the high standard of a sincerely held religious belief. The lawsuit alleges, however, that according to fundamental horn, hornbook law, an employee's sincerely held religious belief is not held to a high standard at all. It is held to an exceedingly low standard requiring only sincerity and a belief need not even be religious to merit Title Seven protections so long as it occupies the same uh, nexus as a re- religious conviction. So these guys just actually, they're not outliers. These guys are following the same nonsensical uh, approach that the rest of the U.S. government did. And that is they just ignored the law. All these laws have been on the books for decades and decades and protecting people from abuse. And it says the three referees, Referees allege that they were subjected to hostile interrogation by league officials. What do league officials know anything or attorneys know anything about people following Jesus? If that's if that was their pursuit, I think all of them were Christian guys in a process that was discriminatory and manif- they were hostile. And the firefighters in San Francisco described the same thing. People just tried to stomp all over. In other words, they were mocking their faith. The league's mandate also failed to account for previous infection or natural immunity, despite scientific knowledge to the contrary. In other words, the government of the United States completely, they said, oh, we're following the science. They were not following any science. They were ignoring all the science. And people that had natural immunity, you know, they're all about testing, right? What were they testing for? It was a fraud test. They weren't testing for immunity, if they would if they were really sincerely concerned about people's ability to pass on covid or have covid they would have checked what their immunity level was they knew better there was scientific knowledge to the contrary but they were just following the agenda the global agenda it also says the lawsuit says because the vaccines did not provide immunity to COVID-19 or its variants, 100% compliance came with none of the administrative or financial benefits that the NBA decision makers originally assumed during the 21-22 season. 
65 out of the 73 fully vaccinated referees, or 89%, all tested positive for COVID. Isn't that odd? The 65 out of the 73 vaccinated refs all got COVID. They tested positive for COVID. So what's the point? So on and on and on it goes. Uh, these guys got their religious rights. They're, they're not even religious rights, people. They're employment rights. You have rights as an employee. I mean, you can't do whatever you want. There are rules when you come into a place to be employed. But they can't just they can't discriminate. They can't they can't stomp all over you. And they have to be fair. They these guys are requesting an exemption citing two reasons that the vaccines utilized one of them said they had utilized aborted fetal tissue, which they do, in conflict with his beliefs that life begins at conception. And the other one, the other thing was he believed that unnatural the the shot was unnatural and will pollute my body forever with synthetic mrna he was exactly right these guys are gonna win if they don't have a crooked judge but you know sometimes you get a crooked judge uh they mocked the guys saying that they took these refs were taking hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin as a prophylactic just to make sure they didn't get ill and get anybody else ill, even though they didn't take the jab. And uh, and Stern and, you know, the head of the NBA, Stern, and uh, his attorneys, they thought that was a gotcha moment because these are somehow disapproved drugs. They are wonder drugs. It said, according to the lawsuit, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin were developed before the technology of fetal cell lines were even an option for medical research. Both are passed naturally and neither contains mRNA. And when the Johnson Johnson vaccine does not rely or anyway, the, the fact is the NBA is going to get their clock cleaned. God willing. Be right back for our third segment. Creative Light Theater presents Comfort and Joy. The Wright family with their four lovely daughters are celebrating the most magical Christmas of all before the oldest one leaves the nest to be married. Jump forward 17 years. The Civil War is in full swing. Husbands and cousins and servants alike are off fighting for the Union. Christmas looks entirely different now. No decorations, no presents, no celebrations. But what they do have is family, love, and traditions that recall the most beautiful gift of all, God's baby son come to earth, the pure heart of Christmas. This original musical will stir hearts with the power of love and family when life becomes overwhelming and self-care is vital to carrying on. Join us December 9th through 13th at 7 p.m. nightly at the Embassy Theater at Glad Tidings in Yuba City. Admission is free. Why? Why do we never believe them?
these people know. These people know. Who knows? The governments know. This has been well planned. This is Agenda 2030. This is the Great Reset. Somebody mentioned to go on to Google and go into the news section and then type in died suddenly. And lo and behold, here's a whole listing of people, of articles, of people within the, that last week who died suddenly. Older people, but a lot of younger people throughout, around the world. And then you find out they were vaccinated. And so it's like, okay, so it's the vaccine might be causing this. Most people don't want to know what's in the vaccines. But yet when we open it almost two years into this, we find that it still says intentionally blank. In fact, nobody wants to know what's in the vaccines because look, if people understood what was in the vaccine, they'd go apeshit. It's just there's something different about the blood. Something's causing this and something needs to be said. Somebody needs to look into it. I talked to other embalmers that have 30, 40, even 50 years of experience. Have you guys ever seen this stuff before? And the answer was always, I've never seen anything like it. Why is Bill Gates involved in public health? And why does public health spend the first part telling you how the world is overpopulating? And at first glance, this is a bit scary. U.S. life insurance companies have reported an overwhelming and unexplainable increase in all-cause deaths among 18 to 49-year-olds. That's a, that's a 12 sigma event. One in 800 years, 12 standard deviations above the mean. No one's even calculated that. It's apocalyptic. I thought he was protected with that Pfizer. There's a huge part of me that feels a responsibility for everything that's happened. I'm so sorry. The doctor after a while came out and said, your son's dead, you can go home now. <clears throat> Who knows? Young people are dying these days. to Mr. Hirschman, this is different, this isn't normal, is it? And he said, absolutely not. The dead can't speak for themselves, so therefore, I have to speak for them. We're connecting dots here. You know, there's no way that that type of obstruction would not cause stroke, heart failure. My sister died. Uh, she was 58, and she died suddenly on Friday of a heart attack. They will do with you what they feel like doing to you. It's the new bullet, it's the new missile, it's the new form of warfare. I wanted people to understand that we're in a fifth generation warfare for the heart and the mind. This is the greatest orchestrated die-off in the history of the world.
All righty. If you end up in a situation where you need some legal work done, maybe you need a will drawn up, or some of my friends, they need to take care of their parents and they need to add them to the check, somebody to the checking account or get a power of attorney. or So things work smoothly when people need their relatives' help. I refer people all the time to North Valley Paralegal in Yuba City, 751 Sutter Street. Uh, Nellie Garcia is the proprietor there. She's the owner-operator, and she is sharp. And uh, I was just talking to her the other day, and a fellow that I went to high school uh, with, uh, he's a couple years older than me, and he's now decided he's on the way to, to retiring from his legal career, has had a very reputable legal career. And um, he told her, he said, I'm going to hand over a lot of this to you. So if you want some legal help, uh, go to North Valley Paralegal at 751 Sutter Street, Yuba City, and you can reach them to make an appointment to pop in at 530-751-9289, 751-9289. You could probably just walk in. But if you're concerned about being efficient, you might want to make an appointment so you know you can get to the person you need right away. Also, Allen's Auto Body, uh, just about 100 yards or 50 yards from North Valley Paralegal is Allen's Auto Body. It's a bright yellow building. And uh, they work on my car and some of my friend's car when it when I get it damaged. I need to replace some parts on the exterior. Some or even I, my seat belt broke. I needed help getting a ordering a seat belt, putting a new seat belt, just stuff. You know, life happens to your car. Life happens everywhere. Kevin and Kerry Clark over there, honest people, good people, fair people. They do a good job. He's a great painter, by the way. If you need your car painted. So uh, they're at Tea Garden in Sutter. Nellie Garcia at North Valley Par- Paralegals at Sutter Street. They're right on the corner of Tea Garden in Sutter. And you can just see them really easy by the time you get down on Sutter Street. You'll see that building. Their landline is 530-671-1057. 671-1057. And I may not have given you North Valley Paralegals number. Her number is 530 751 nine two eight nine seven five one nine two eight nine so i get calls all the time lou you talked about so and so i need a i need a uh somebody to help me with some legal issues i need somebody to fix this my car's something's falling out of the bottom of my car so uh these people are good people and that i use them uh, I, i'm not using them just because they uh are connected to the show no i was already using them before the show and i uh, would use them even if i don't do the show anymore that's the kind of people they are. So uh, let's let's move on back down here, and we'll get it on here for a few minutes. So I'm wishing the NBA referees get their due. I think they just, you know, everybody uh, followed the agenda because everybody's getting big money, big money. Nobody, all the lies, they just repeated, oh, yeah, we're following the science. Oh, yeah, you're going to kill people. Don't you care about the kids? You know, it just lies, 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 lies. So, um, okay. Oh, what did I, oh, I wanted to, I saw this little, uh, chart that was sent to me. You know, the Democrats or whatever flavor you want to call them, Democrats, liberals, all those people on the left, they keep saying, oh, they keep saying blacks are too stupid. 
to uh, they have all the blacks basically as a majority of blacks voting for them, but they continue to to malign them. They always say blacks are stupid. They can't learn. They can't figure out how to get an identification card. Da 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 da. And uh, so they keep saying they want to let anybody that walks across the border or gets into this country vote without a card. Just show up, give them a piece of paper, and put an X on it. And uh, so one of the things we've realized is there's lots of kinds of fraud, but one of the big kinds of fraud there's there's fraud that's being that that's happening through Dominion, the 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 electronic machine tabulators. They're cheating. But but the, when the Democrats sent out bulk mail ballots to everybody in the world, some people have voted four, five, six times off all kinds of ballots that they shouldn't even have had possession of. And this article by Mark Alexander is talking about uh, it's the bulk mail ballot, stupid, to the Republicans. And until they get that stopped, we're, we're, we're going to lose election after election. There's no question about that. Arizona, several states, the, the, the election again was stolen. So I want to just mention to you if you think, well, should we really require IDs or not? Let me just mention some areas where you need an ID. Driving, boarding an airplane, purchasing a car, getting a car registration, renting a car boat jet ski, buying insurance, buying train tickets, obtaining a passport, picking up mail from FedEx, UPS, post office, renting tools, furniture, equipment, visiting the doctor's office or hospital, getting outpatient testing, donating blood, getting a prescription, buying certain over-the-counter cold medications, applying for a job, applying to go to school, applying for a medical license, getting married, Check out a book from the library, going, joining the military, adopting a child, transactions with the bank, sending a wire transfer, applying for online banking, applying for store credit, establishing a utilities account of any kind, check, cashing a check, getting a credit card, opening a retirement account, getting a mortgage, buying a house, applying for apartment rentals, renting a hotel room, buying a cell phone, going to court, entering federal buildings, getting a business license, getting a state ID, cashing in a large lottery ticket win, obtaining Medicare, Medicaid, applying for food stamps, applying for welfare, applying for unemployment, using Social Security services, applying for Section 8 housing, applying for H-1B visa or green card, holding a rally or protest, buying a firearm, adopting a pet, applying for a hunting license, fishing license, joining a gym, using pawn shops, buying annual tickets to amusement parks, Entering nightclubs, volunteering for a nonprofit organization, voting in a union election, buying cigarettes, liquor, visiting a casino, buying an M rated video game, going to jail, participating in outdoor activities like skydiving, bungee jumping, etc., participating in partic- political events. When our v- are valid IDs not required? Those are just all the reasons, all the places that you have to provide an ID. Can you think of those times that are not required? The main one, if you can think of many, is voting. Listen, people, it's just propaganda, 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 propaganda. If they stopped bulk mail of ballots and you had to prove 
you had to give a, a really good reason why you had to have an absentee ballot. And you had to show identification, some sort of uh, that it wasn't being filled out by someone else. And people had to go back to voting at the polls. I'm telling you, uh, the Democrats would take a shellacking. That's just the way it is. They're stealing these elections big time. And uh, it's going to be really sad if Carrie Lake uh, down in uh, Arizona loses that election because that gal is a nitwit. And uh, I don't know whether I have it here, but um, even with I, I didn't ever think Dr. Oz was a good candidate. I was never a big supporter of Dr. Oz in, in Pennsylvania. Um, he's kind of a goofy guy to me, but certainly he's better than uh the, the opposition who was basically got brain damage and they, they have evidence there that they dumped a hundred thousand ballots in one County brought them in. They're all, uh, mail-in ballots. Uh, one guy, let's see, I don't even know what, maybe it's in this article here. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, here we go. The first thing Allegheny County, Pittsburgh, Republican Chairman G. Sam DeMarco saw on election night after the polls closed was more than 100,000 votes from his home county that dropped for Democrat John Fetterman through mail-in ballots. The biggest takeaway from Tuesday night is that Republican attitudes in regard to mail-in voting needs to change, he said. Uh This this is amazing. You might want to write this down. Of the 155 million votes cast in 2020, you remember this is an election that was stolen from Trump. Remember Biden was campaigning in his basement. It, 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 he, he would go out and there would be 50 people show up. You remember this? Of the 155 million votes that were cast nationwide... 43% or 66 million ballots were bulk mail-in returns. Bulk mail returns. That's 43% of the 155 million or 66 million. Of all those who voted in person, think about it now, all those that went to the polls, 66% of those people voted for Trump versus 42% for Biden. Which is to say that 58% of Biden ballots, or almost 47 million votes, were cast by mail. Listen, it was a totally fraudulent election, people. That's ridiculous. So, so you think you can't have that much difference between people walking into the booth and people mailing it in, unless it's cheating. By the way, do you, do you know that all these people that have been exposing this voter fraud has been getting arrested? Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips did seven days. I think they did seven days in jail. And, and a federal judge just vacated their—they uh, got sent to jail because of uh, contempt of court or something like that. And so they got out and a, and a federal judge vacated or set aside or threw out their contempt charge. But also um, others, uh, I'm trying to think of his name. 
Doug Frank, I think it's Doug Frank that is the physicist or physics specialist that is a brainiac and came to Eubin Sutter County to look at our votes and said our votes didn't line up for the last election, not the one we just passed. And he got stopped in an airport and uh, the FBI confiscated his phone. Now, Mike Lindell, he had his phone. He got surrounded in a Hardee's restaurant going through the drive-thru, and they took his phone. And I think there are others that have been arrested for exposing the fraud in the elections. Now, that should get your attention. So, um, anyway... uh, Alexander Hamilton, uh, Mark Alexander writes this, uh, he quotes Alexander Hamilton saying in 1794, if it be asked, what is the most sacred duty and the greatest source of our security in a republic? The answer would be an inviolable respect for the Constitution and the laws. What is there a big lack of respect for right now? There's total lawlessness in fact, I was, I was, uh, and there's a, a, a care not for the Constitution. I was just talking to somebody the other day, and uh, maybe it was earlier today, and they were talking to somebody like at Raley's, which is a large grocery store here uh, in California. A little, it's got a, I don't know how big the chain is, a couple lines of grocery stores that the Raley's family runs, and uh, they're kind of high, not super high end, but very nice grocery stores, and. Um, one of the workers at Rayleigh's just said that people just come in and just take stuff and walk out and they can't do anything about it. That's just, that's just, it's just wrong. It's going to destroy the country. You're not going to be able to allow that to happen. It's going to destroy our country. But he says, said they, they're told to stand down and just let them walk out with groceries. Amazing. So it says, Mark Alexander says that there are three things that help the Senate secure the majority. Uh, this is what Chuck Schumer said. This is a quote from Mark Alexander. Chuck Schumer says, one was our terrific candidates. That's ridiculous. Two, our agenda and our accomplishments. And three, the American people rejected the anti-democratic, anti-mega Republicans. So uh, it's up to you. I mean, we're going to have to take a stand and do something. And uh, as I mentioned earlier in the show at the beginning, uh, it's, you know, um, if you talk about athletics or anybody that's really good at anything, music, musicians, they say it's in the fundamentals, it's in the small steps, it's doing things over and over and over again and staying on top of of your uh, habits, good habits, good music habits, good practice, uh, practicing every single day, whether it's throwing a baseball throwing a football, running a pattern. And it's it's in the small things in Yuba Sutter County and in your county, wherever you live, uh, that are going to make a difference. And that is to let somebody is going to influence that county. And why shouldn't it be you if you're, if you're a conservative? Don't stand down. This is the time to live loud. And, uh, and going to those supervisors meeting is huge. And if they're not at a time that is convenient for you 
then go take some time off, get a group and uh, petition to get those meetings changed to a time where the general public can come and their voices can be heard. You with me? Okay, I hope you are. Get it on. Uh, when I saw the statistics that of all the people on the Trump-Biden camp uh, race, the people that walked into the polls, 66 out of 100 voted for Trump. That's a landslide. It's amazing. And they cheated on those mail-in ballots. I'm telling you, they that's why they fought, 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 that nobody would get to look at those ballots. And they're, they keep arresting people, harassing people, giving people a hard time. And uh, they don't want those ballots. They don't want to change. And uh, the fact is, we can change that. Says This one guy says, currently Democrats are miles ahead of Republicans at targeting specific races and voters through mail balloting. They put those voters in the bank early. This year, they executed and focused and performed. That's why they have probably saved the U.S. Senate majority and limited Republican gains in the House. Republicans can complain about the current rules all they want. But what they do to do, what they need to do is wake up and start competing with the Democrats where they are. Democrat, I just get sick of people fighting fights that we don't need to, need to fight. My favorite quote recently is by Winston Churchill. You'll never reach your destination if you stop and throw stones at every dog that barks. Let him bark. Leave him alone. Just move on. There's more important fish to fry, as somebody once said. I tried to tell people when the gas was $6 a gallon, do you think we couldn't go to the gas stations and set up a voting registration table and get 100 people? that are just totally out of their mind, can't pay for the gas, hardly? Or go to the grocery stores when things are, have gone up 40 50%? You don't think we could do that? But we, you can't get people to focus. We need to do the fundamental things to change the lay of the political land, and that is you need more Republic, more conservative voters, and you need to get Republican voters to go vote. That is what's at stake, not these pissing contests. Oh, you hurt my feelings, or you did this, or you did that, and then we're going to fight some deal and have an email email battle, <laughs> texting battle. How stupid. Get a life. Go jump off a high mountain. Do something, right? Get a life. If all you could do is have a pissing contest with a fellow conservative because they're not just like you, go get a life. Straighten up. Go take some LSD. Have a you know have, have a self-realization experience. Confront yourself. See how screwy you are. I was just talking to somebody the other day about the importance of taking some LSD to 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 actually sometimes people have no idea how stupid they are and get caught up in just irrelevant stuff. Totally irrelevant. All right, we're coming to the end of our uh, third segment, and uh, we got three to go. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the Paul Pelosi story, and it, it may be some interesting stuff for you. Uh, so we'll be right back. 
the Trump election an act of terrorism? Well, the young Republicans here at Orange Coast College posted it online. Our nation is divided. We have been assaulted. It's an act of terrorism. One of the most frightening things for me and most people in my life is that the people committing the assault are among us. That's Orange Coast College professor Olga Perez Stable Cox lashing out at Donald Trump in her human sexuality class. One student was so offended by the political speech he recorded it with his cell phone. White supremacist and a vice president that is uh, one of the most anti-gay uh, humans in this uh, country. At this point, it's not even education anymore. It's indoctrination. Josh Ricaldi Martinez is a member of the Young Republicans Club at the school, which has filed a formal complaint. Another student complained on the website RateMyTeacher.com. I felt censored and bullied if I did not agree with her opinions. Political opinions she shared in depth with the class. We are way beyond Republicans and Democrats, and we're really back to um, being a civil war. And I don't mean it in a fighting way, but our nation is divided as clearly as it was in civil war times. Ricaldi Martinez posted the video on his Facebook page. He now has 18,000 views and hundreds of comments. Tonight, the professor's union posted a warning on his page. It condemned the student who recorded the video, saying, This is an illegal recording without the permission of the instructor. The student will be identified and may be facing legal action. But they wanted it to be known so that way maybe we would get scared and take down the video. Uh, but to the union, I want to say, uh, we're not going to be doing that. Isn't it scary that we're beginning to see more and more teachers and professors across all grade levels in the United States, ranging from elementary school teachers to college professors, start to overstep their boundaries politically with trying to influence their students? Teachers are supposed to be apolitical instructors, and most of them are and do a great job educating and instructing our youth. But of course, like with every occupation, there are some wild cards. Good for this student for filming this and posting it on his Facebook to let everyone see what some teachers and professors are saying and how they are allowing their hurt feelings from some of Trump's tweets and rhetoric offend how they instruct their classes. Going to a liberal arts school myself and being a political science major, I can truly say I've experienced this before as well. No matter how good a paper is or how good a presentation is, it simply won't be graded fairly because of the conservative viewpoint it is coming from. The fact that this California teachers union threatened to sue the student for filming her without her permission was simply a, a fear tactic to try to get the student to delete this video. Good for him for standing tall and not backing down. This idea of striking fear into people who don't align with the less political beliefs and ideology is growing and becoming quite common. It's a shame that the majority of Democrats don't have political tolerance for conservatives, while conservatives really couldn't care less what Democrats had to say. Paychecks here is paid by the American taxpayers and the American taxpayers and the American people deserve to have a secure border and deserve the protection of the federal government from the Mexican cartels that funnel drugs into America to kill Americans. Yes, definitely. I'm calling for an audit of every single penny that has been sent to Ukraine, including aid money, and any other monies that have been given to the Ukrainian government. No comment, but yes. To defend their national security where our national security has been ignored. This must be done. It has to be done as soon as possible for the American people. They deserve transparency and they deserve to see where their money is going. Yeah, damn right. Why didn't someone tell me that somebody had found a pair of Levi's from the 1880s in a mine?
and that it was up for auction. Normally, that's not something I would bid on and be like, okay, great. It's a pair of old Levi's, and I hate Levi's. However, I would like to make an offer of $100,000 right now for that pair that was just won for $87,000 for this reason. On the inside pocket, they always have their logo, and this says, from 1880, the best value, Levi Strauss and company. Best finish, best materials, and the only type made by all white workers. That's worth $100,000 to me because I'll make that pocket very famous. Just to very. jam it in the face jam of Levi's. <laughs> in their face. Where are they from? Where are they still from? San Francisco, people. San Francisco. We watched football together the other weekend. During the game, my wife sees Tom Brady and she goes, I don't find Tom Brady very attractive. My wife couldn't see the beauty in Tom Brady, but she could see the beauty in me. It was at that moment I knew she could not be trusted. Let me mention a couple people here that make the wheels go on this show. And that is my friend Joe Cassidy, Dr. Joe Cassidy, who is a great doc and is an expert on addiction. And and he and I work together. I'm not a doc, but I just work with him to try to get people into treatment. So what, what our idea is, because the government is not doing... Uh, it's doing a horrible job here locally, Yuba Sutter. It's not that way everywhere, but it is horrible here. Behavioral health has completely collapsed. Their service is horrible. They're, they're really white-collar welfare over there. They just got a lot of people working there without accomplishing much, while addicts die in the streets. So uh, what we're telling people that we know that are addicted to do is to go make an appointment with Dr. Cassidy and get checked over physically because many times addicts have other issues besides just addiction. So at Peachtree Health, you can dial them up at 530-749-3242, 749-3242. Wade your way through the automatic attendant. I don't like it either. And ask for Dr. Cassidy. Don't take no for an answer. Don't get rude, but just say I need to talk to I need to see Dr. Cassidy. If they say why, just say addiction. You get you know. If it doesn't work, then I'm going to give you Dr. Uh, Cassidy's cell number. Don't call him at night. Don't call him during the day. Text him during the day once. Don't blow up his phone, please. Uh, it's at five three zero six eight two eighty six four eight forty eight six eight two eighty six forty eight. And uh, just put your name, phone number, and um, addiction, and he'll call you up. If all else fails, uh, dial me up. Now, I'm going to be on the road uh, and in a different time zone, so it, it, go ahead. You can try to text me or call me. Uh, I'll give you my number, 530-713-1838. Uh, but we'll, we'll get you taken care of one, one way or the other. 713-1838. Okay, I'm leaving on the 27th, be back on the 9th but uh, of December. But 
I will have my phone with me, but I'm just uh, in a far different time zone. So it'll be a little hitched up a little bit. So also I want to mention uh, for plumbing, uh, the guys that I run into all over town, uh, Thrifty Rooter, uh, you can check them out at thriftyrooter.net and find out all the services, plumbing services they provide. They are diversified in Yuba Sutter, Butte, Calusa, and they also say they do Lincoln. Uh, they may even go up in the, a little bit in Nevada County. So, uh, but I got a kick out of the fact that they go down and do the city of Lincoln, which makes sense because it's right on our border and it's a big old city. So, th- uh, Thrifty Rooter, give them a shout. They're fast and they'll get there and they're honest people. The same people, the Artemenko family, has been running that business almost 50 years. That is something. Somebody ought to give them a special award. You can reach them at 530 673 8201. That's a landline where they have dispatchers waiting for your call, 530-673-8201. But you can also message them right off their uh, platform there at thriftyrooter.net. You can just shoot them a message, tell them what you need, and also you may be surprised on the services they provide. So they they do up in the foothills, they do septic tank pumping, they do all kinds of things that... uh, not everyone does. So uh, check them out and uh, give them a shout, okay? I wanted to, okay, let me get, I'm just keep trying to get scrolling down here to where I was um, to talk about the Pelosi incident a little bit. So you think, oh, wh- why, why keep bringing it up? Well, it's not really about the Pelosi's. It's about corruption in government. So Paul Pelosi and Nancy Pelosi, I want you to think about this. When I used to spend some time as a youngster, 20-something in San Francisco, there were certain houses that I knew who lived there, like I knew where the Grateful Dead lived, right? There were bands that lived in certain houses, and they had them painted up all funky, and so when you drive down the street, they'd say, oh, that's where the Grateful Dead live, right? Or something, something. And uh, Nancy Pelosi is famous for living, uh, and, and Paul Pelosi, famous for where they live in San Francisco, their house, etc. I mean, she's done, uh, she's done interviews where she's taken people through her house, showed the ice cream in her refrigerator, showed the house. It's a beautiful house and in a um, very select neighborhood. And so I found it in, when this Paul Pelosi thing blew up. There were several things that didn't make any sense to me. I, I you know, uh, that just didn't. It was screwy. So, for instance, the local police in San Francisco. If you were a police officer in San Francisco, don't you think you would know where the Pelosi's lived, the second most powerful person to the presidency? They're the say third. Nancy Pelosi, vice president, president, right? Wouldn't you think you would know, wouldn't wouldn't you think if you were on the beat that you would want to know where Nancy Pelosi lives as you're driving around? Hey, where's Nancy? Hey, I'm new here. Hey, take me by the Pelosi place. Where's she live, right? Or or maybe the the news, you know, the Newsoms when they were living there, right? Where did they live? 
So they said that the police, when they went to the house, had no idea whose house they were going to. Now, I've been in, I've ridden in patrol cars thousands of hours. Dispatchers typically tell you the address, a DV, a fight, you know, verbal argument, uh, unresponsive female, and they give you the address, right? But also coming up on their screen is the name of the people that live there. Don't you think that the dispatcher would have said to the police, this is the Pelosi residence? So these cops say they had no idea when they went to the door that a Pelosi was going to open the door. Now, I just don't believe that, people. I, I, I have been around law enforcement people. They're smarter than that. Come on. That is unbelievable. Not like unbelievable, that's like extraordinary. That is not believable. Not. So then this reporter from NBC News, there's there's an NBC News affiliate in San Francisco, and then there's also the national NBC News. So Miguel Almaguer, who actually lives down in Southern California, came up and did a story. And his story, when he went on the air, and you can still see it somewhere around the Internet, although it was taken down off NBC's website, he told what happened. And what he told was what happened, not what didn't happen. And he told that Paul Pelosi came to the door. They knocked on the door, and he came to the door, and he opened the door. And instead of coming out with the cops— being under siege if somebody was hurting him or being afraid for his life or wanting to get rid of get away from a nutcase he opened the door and walked back into the house now when almagar gear shared that the pelosi people got a hold of nbc and they put the kibosh on that story and they they put miguel almagar on leave of absence don't you think that is really strange so there's two reports there's a federal report and there's a police report there's an fbi department of justice report and the federal report said that the police opened the door and the cops in san francisco said that pelosi opened the door now listen, people, this is ridiculous. What this this has all the telltale signs of a fraud, just like the Santa Rosa drunk driving de- deal did. They're just the, the government just lies to the people. Al McGuire said that Paul Pelosi did not led on that he was in danger when the cops showed up at the home. Before, he was not hit in the head at that time. If the, he would have went with the cops, he would have never been to, had to go to the hospital. But now they have deleted this clip that says that Paul Pelosi, 82, this is what he said, Paul Pelosi, 82, answered the door for cops who responded to a 911 call, but, but that they were seemingly unaware 
that they had been called to the home of the Speaker of the House. Listen, people, that's the truth. I mean, that's what he said. But but the thing that pissed them all off in government is that Paul Pelosi was in, in his right mind and not injured, and he answered the door, and he was not under duress. Otherwise, he what would you have done? I would have walked outside if I had some guy that was trying to hurt me. I would have stepped outside with the cops there, right? Wouldn't anybody? Pelosi didn't declare an emergency or try to leave, but instead walked back several feet back into the foyer, told toward David DePape, who had broken into the home and was carrying a hammer. Now, the interesting thing is, did he really break into the home? Have you ever... Look at the pictures of the window. Listen, I don't care whether you call me conspiracy theory. I've had windows broken in my house here. In fact, I had one about a year ago. The front window of the house was broken. And uh, when I got home from church at night. And 90% of the glass... There was hardly any glass outside. It was broken from the outside. Probably a chair on the front porch was used to break it in. And all the big sheets of glass were on the inside of the house. (laughs) People, go break a window. Check it out yourself. Do an experiment. These guys are shoveling manure as fast as they can over us. So this Al McGuire gets put on leave? Really? So the other thing is that I just got a big kick out of is there's a great article in the Epoch Times by a gal named Janice Heisel, H-I-S-L-E. Go read it. It's very, very good. So anyway, she calls the ex, this longtime friend, sometime uh, romantic partner, of David DePape, eccentric gal, Oxane Gypsy Taub, T-A-U-B, immigrant from Russia many, 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 many years ago. And um, she met David DePape in Hawaii, and they moved over to California and roomed up together and had, had a couple kids together, et cetera, et cetera. So Gypsy T- Taub is doing some time in prison right now. Or in jail. They called it prison, but I couldn't, they didn't really name which place she was in. So, so I got a kick out of this because I thought I should have called this gal. Cause, so Janice calls Oxan Gypsy Top and lets her talk to her, collect, and interviews her over the phone. And Tob says she doubts, she hasn't been with DePape for a long time, but she describes his demeanor as a person. She said she doubts, and she doesn't say he's a Trumper or anything. He, he's a liberal. He's a, he's a hippie boy. She doubts the allegation that her ex-lover, and on, uh, she doubts the allegation that he, he hammer-attacked Paul Pelosi. She said the whole thing is shrouded in secrecy, which it is. Uh Anyway, uh, Tob is a very eccentric gal, but I don't, I don't care what she is. She could be a nudist. I don't, I don't care what she is. She 
lived with this guy. They had kids together, and I think she would be a good judge of his character. Like, hey, is he just a rascal? Is he violent? Is he nutso? Is he is he Jekyll and Hyde? Is he demonic? Is he what is he? Right. So Tom noted that officials have refused to release records such as the audio recording of Paul Pelosi. Where have you seen that before? That's everywhere. They don't want you to know what's going on. They just want you to believe them. And they're liars, people. That's what they did over in Napa County on the drunk driving thing. Body cam footage, not available. You think the body cam footage is going to straighten everything out? Yep. She said, if things were the way they describe, why why don't they show everybody what's going on? I, I like this gypsy tob. I think I would get along with this woman. She said, why don't they just be honest? Help Help us out here. I don't care whether she screws monkeys. I don't care whether she smokes weed and does acid. That's These people sometimes are more clear-thinking than the average American. Soccer mom. Tom said it makes no sense for someone like DePape, who has, has progressive ideals, to harbor any ill will against the Pelosi's, a longtime standard bearer for the Democratic Party. I agree. She said David was a peace activist. He never expressed any desires to solve political problems through violence. He went to all the anti-war protests and participated in nonviolent resistance. However, Taub has fallen out of touch with DePape in recent months and more recent acquaintances told New York Post that DePape had abused drugs and was spouting right-wing conspiracy theories. I don't believe that. I just don't believe it. Taub at one point conceded that she suspected he could have been under the influence of drugs. Still, she emphasized that violent behavior would be out of character for DePape. David is a really, listen, this is a gal that still likes him and they've been on and off again for years. David is a really sweet person, and I really don't believe that he he did what he's accused of. To support her contentions, Tob asserted that the Pape had shown no aggressive tendencies during their 22 years that of their interaction with one another. She said the Pape is extremely reserved. In fact, he said she's he's overly shy. And doesn't like to go around people. He's very quiet and doesn't speak. Listen, I've taken people in off the street that were so whacked, they didn't speak for a year or two. When we first met, DePape hardly spoke to her, but Tob said he had a beautiful soul. That's what I love about him, is that's the true David that's in there. Uh, he'd been traumatized, he'd been had hot water poured on him as a youngster, he'd been abused. Uh, Anyway, uh, I won't go into all the abuse, but I'm talking about a gal uh, that has raised children with this guy. She said, I worked. He stayed at home. He He didn't have enough confidence to get a job. This guy, how did he get from East Bay? Let me let me ask you, people. Has any one of these reporters asked, how did that dude get from East Bay across the bridge? Paying the tolls. Did he bicycle over? This dude doesn't have any money. He's homeless. He's right. He's a bicycle rider. You're talking about a guy that they said packed a bag with a couple hammers in it, all kinds of other stuff, tape, gloves, all this stuff. He's hauling it. How did he get it over there? Does anybody want to find that out? 
He got, he came from the East Bay. Berkeley is across the Bay. That's a 30 minute drive. If it's, if, if you're lucky and he hasn't got any way to get over there. I mean, you can ride Bart to get over, but I mean, it costs some money. It's like what a 10 or $12 to go under the, under the Bay there. I, this thing, it, it's just stupid. She said, we didn't function as a couple, but stayed together to raise the children because he was always helping me. Although he could not contribute financially, he would watch over the children. There were times when he definitely experienced joy being with us and he got, and when he got better at times, they lived together as a family for 15 years. I think she knows him better than these other people. I don't care what, you know, the, the media just crushed this woman. They carpet bombed this woman. So based on everything Tob understood about him, it makes no sense. He's not going to break into someone's house and start threatening, you know, politicians and their family members and physical assaulting them. If anyone knew David, they would tell you that that's a complete opposite of what he would ever behave like. I don't know, people. I wasn't there. I'm not psychic. I can't try. I can't like, I'm not telepathic. I can't time travel. I don't have out of body experiences. I'm just telling you, this is, doesn't make any sense to me. And it doesn't seem like anybody's interested in solving it. She wonders how DePay made his way to Pelosi's residence. He didn't have any money. He didn't, he couldn't buy a car and he used a bicycle to get around town. I'll be right back. only one cause for inflation government spending more than government takes in the cure is a balanced budget ah but they tell us 80 percent of the budget is uncontrollable it's fixed by laws passed by congress well laws passed by congress can be repealed by congress and if congress is unwilling to do this then isn't a time we elect a congress that will then came a white house proposal for a 28 billion dollar tax cut to be matched by a $28 billion cut in the proposed spending. Not in the present spending, but in the proposed spending in the new budget. Well, my question then and my question now is, if there was $28 billion in the new budget that could be cut, what was it doing there in the first place? Unfortunately, Washington doesn't feel the same pain from inflation that you and I do. As a matter of fact, government makes a profit on inflation. Jimmy Kimmel says that he's lost half of his fans because of his criticisms of Donald Trump. He was recently on the Naked Lunch podcast. While on that podcast, he said that ABC had approached him and asked him to stay neutral and to lay off of one side so they didn't lose all those fans. When they asked him to stay neutral, this is what Jimmy said he told them. If that's, if, if that's what you want to do, I understand, and I don't begrudge you for it, but I'm not going to do that. So... So Kimmel said he would not stay neutral, and the network basically said, okay. Now here's where Kimmel said that he lost some fans. I have lost half of the 
my family, maybe more than that. I mean, when I, you know, 10 years ago, uh, among like Republicans, I was the most popular talk show host. Kimmel said that he lost half of his fans, which means that his fan base is down to approximately seven people. Look, I rarely admit I'm wrong, but I was wrong about children needing masks outside. They do not need a mask outside. If they have a plastic bag over the head, toss a clear bag over your kid's dome piece, duct tape around the neck so no droplets can come in or out, poke a couple holes so they can breathe. And heck, if they get hungry, you can even throw a couple graham crackers in there. Now, it's not going to offer the perfect protection, so I'd even go ahead and dip your kids in a vat of boiling hot wax. It'll dry and sort of make a protective COVID shell, two straws in the nose, so they could breathe. Toss them in a crawl space of the attic, and then in three to nine to 25 years, you can pull them out, crack the shell, and they can get back to a normal life playing and going to school. It just makes common sense. We begin tonight with an update on a story we've been following all week. Hannah Stevenson, the 16-year-old girl from Detroit, accused of stabbing a classmate to death with a screwdriver last month. At her arraignment this afternoon, Hannah received the harshest possible sentencing from the judge. She will be tried as a black adult. Due to the extreme and violent nature of this crime, this court finds it fitting to try the defendant as an African-American. Henceforth, you will be referred to for the jury by the name Wondell Brown. Once the trial begins next week, all courtroom images of Hannah will depict her as a 300-pound muscular black man, and jury members will be instructed to imagine her as such. We're going to do our best to make sure that Hannah is treated with the sympathy and sensitivity that she, as a photogenic white girl, deserves. This is America. Nobody deserves to be treated as a black man. Now that Hannah has been ruled black, the court has instructed local media to assume she's guilty, and the police have retroactively charged her with assaulting her arresting officer. Hannah's two dozen character witnesses have been replaced by a single crack addict who goes by the name of Skaggs. Hannah's parents are, of course, planning to appeal the ruling, saying that their daughter should at most be tried as a black celebrity or a stunningly beautiful Filipino lady. Every time I hear a story like that, it makes me so glad I'm exempt from the legal system. It's interesting, she says, uh, she said he, he's still living around Berkeley, about a 20-minute car ride from San Francisco. She said, why don't they tell what DePape's injuries are? What are his injuries? So she said, David deserves justice and the American people deserve to know the truth. I like this gal. I, I like this gal. She said, we deserve to know the truth. You know something? I don't care whether people are far left, far, far right. There, There is something going on here where people just think, you know, this government is totally corrupt. I don't care whether you're on the left or right. We don't know what's going on anymore. She's, 
she said, I feel sympathy for Nancy Pelosi. I still feel bad this has happened to her because she did not deserve this. I agree. She didn't. I don't agree with Nancy Pelosi. I don't like the woman. I don't like what she does. I don't like what she says. I don't like corrupt people. I don't like liars. Uh, Tob says, I'm just tired. She says, I'm tired of being slandered by the media. She's, they, they accused her of a, abusing a child. She's fighting a case. It doesn't sound like she's in prison. It sounds like she's in jail. She said, the last thing I would ever do is hurt a child. She said, I protect people. That's why I'm, I live here in the world because I was trying to protect people. <laughs> I like this gal. Anyway, I just thought her perspective is the, is, you know, they talked to the neighbors and, you know, I get it. I got neighbors that are off the hook and there were neighbors. And obviously if you saw the house where he lived at one time, uh, it's it, it certainly, it, it was just a liberal dope using smoking, you know, house funky. It wasn't kept up well. Right. So this guy probably wasn't renting it. He was flopping there. My only point is that, that, uh, this guy, this story has been concocted by our government, the federal government, the local government. I'm talking about law enforcement. You know something? Law enforcement is going downhill fast, baby. I know a lot of great law enforcement people. Don't get me wrong. I know, I know great firefighters. If they want me to help them as a chaplain again, I'd help them in a heartbeat. I don't have any hard feelings. I, I worked for years and years and years with them, enjoyed every minute of it. But honest to goodness, as people would say, honest to goodness, that, that, I, I felt sorry for that police chief. That boy, he looked like deer in the headlights. He thought what he was saying didn't make no sense. I said, boy, if, if I could have sat in a room, I'd say, you want to, you want to, you want to come at me again with that? Come on, man. Are you kidding me? So we have documents filed by the feds and we got f- documents filed by the police and they don't agree at the, the front door. They can't even get the front door part right. They don't want to figure out. They don't. Do you think the pape told him how he got to Berkeley? How did this guy get from a, an infert introverted, couldn't hardly talk to people, couldn't even talk to people enough to go score a job. Sweet guy, according to his ex or his, his girlfriend on and off again, girlfriend, have kids together. And, uh, he, and he's going to get a bean up his nose and haul all that crap all the way from the East Bay, get all the way across there. How's he going to get across? Did somebody drop him off? Who's the culprit that dropped him off? I don't know. I don't know, people. I don't buy it for a minute. I do not buy it for a minute. So let me mention this. Let's go on from David DePape and, and uh, the whole uh, Pelosi thing. Such a, you know, something people, let me tell you, you know, I, I love the, uh, oh, I can't remember the boy who cried wolf. I can't remember the, the writer name now. Uh, I love that the fable or the story. And so, you know, 
in a community when you have trust in the boy that was taking care of the, the flock, uh, he put the cry out, said wolf, and all the people came to help because they had trust and they had uh, friendship and they had love. And they went up there to help him because that's what any good person would do. And when he when he did it a couple times, and pretty soon they knew he was a liar. And uh, so they just quit responding to him, right? He became irrelevant in the community, not a factor. It's like, eh, he's a, he's a, he's operating on a separate, different set of values. Our government, listen, people, I'm talking about 99% of our government is operating with a different set of values than the constitutional set of values or the moral fiber of our founding fathers. They are corrupt. They are liars. They are manipulators. They are deceivers. They do not want the government. They do not want the people to be involved. When, when the idea of this government started, we were supposed to be the employers of those serving us in these various judicial or jurisdictions like the city council, boards of supervisors, and on up the line. It's totally flip-flop now. It isn't philosophical. It's it's happened. They have they have pushed. In fact, I just watched a video um, with Jim Nielsen, who is our senator representing Yuba Center Counties, is retiring at the end of his uh, at the end of this year, and. And they, he was being interviewed by Epoch Times, and he started working at the state capitol. He didn't always, he wasn't always elected down there. He worked in the capitol for different people in 1978. And he said one of the things that's changed. They asked him what's changed. You know, is what what do you think? What are the things that you would say have changed during your tenure? He said government has intentionally pushed people out of the process and hid the governance from the people. So they've limited their input. They've made things more difficult for them to have influence in, to know about. You can't, you can't influence government on things that you know nothing about. If you don't know that it even happened. In other words, while you slept, and I don't mean that uh, derisive, uh, negatively people need sleep while you slept or while you were taking care of your kids or while you were cooking dinner or while you were working they were ripping us off and pushing us out of the process and that's exactly why earlier and i've said it a couple times that's why we are trying to take back our influence with the supervisors and change the time of the meeting to six o'clock that's why it's so important because jim nielsen said very clearly over and over again on the interview, it's a great interview uh, on um, YouTube. You can find it. Uh, it. It's an Epoch Times interview. It's a very well done interview. It's very thoughtful, and it's very insightful to listen to a guy that's that's been down there for all these decades to describe the change in attitude that that they're they now consider themselves rulers that they rule over us and and they don't want our input. In fact, they're going to keep us from having input. This is the time that the founding fathers said that we need to go back and overthrow this government. So I've been talking each week about people that have died suddenly. 
Right now, you know, when I was a, worked with the fire department and the police, I learned about this term called SIDS. I'd never heard it before. And uh, it, it stood for Sudden Infant Death Syndrome. And it was a, it, when they couldn't figure out what killed a baby, they would put it into this syndrome column. And so there were quite a few kids, you know, in this area, and, you know, under 10, dying each year from SIDS. They'd call it SIDS. But now they don't call hardly any of them SIDS because they found out other reasons they died. S-I-D-S, SIDS. So after COVID, after the COVID jab, now we have a phenomenon, a syndrome called SADS, Sudden Adult Death Syndrome. SADS is a brand new phenomenon that our forefathers, our parents, our grandparents never even considered. Now people are just dropping dead. Young people, young adults, children, young adults, middle-aged adults. You know, pretty much doctors could predict how how many deaths they're going to have in different age groups because people remain pretty healthy. It's just like when you have a new car, you don't really have any problems with it, right? The, the starter's going to last so long. The brakes are going to last so long. All the parts of battery's going to last so long. So for quite a while, you don't have any problems with that thing. Same way with bodies. So during this COVID thing, we had all kinds of people, famous people that stood up and said, I'm taking the jab. I'm taking the booster. I got three boosters. I got two boosters. I got this. I got that. And then others that really went after the unvaxxed as, oh, you're going to cause the whole society co- to collapse. You're, you're all going to get sick. You're going to get cause a sickness to go on a rampage. We're going to stop the sickness by taking the jab. So all these famous people are dying. Some that actually talked a lot of trash and in like they were they were the models of fighting covid and many of them with really good attitudes in other words they bought it they they believe what they are being told by the government and they got suckered into it so bodybuilder and fitness author Doug Brignole B R I G N O L E 63 guy looks like a bodybuilder that not 63 dude that dude looks way young and cut all the way from toe to head. And uh, he just passed away in his sleep. And, of course, there's not any real concern to figure out why he died. They just say, oh, well, it's with the medical examiner's office. And and uh, they they said he died. He was fully vaccinated. He got every shot they could give him. You know what they say he died of? COVID-19 infection. Really? COVID-19 infection? I thought, how how is a guy staying at home? He goes to bed one night. Doesn't sound like he's sick. I mean, I've talked to some people that have COVID. I'm putting quotes around it. And they're super sick, right? And they got them on nebulizers, and they got them on oxygen and at home, and they got them on ivermectin, and they put a shot of steroids in their rear end, Right? didn't even say he was sick and they're going to call it call it a COVID-19 infection the guy just died in his sleep this guy is in this guy monitored everything about his life more than I would put him up against football players this guy's cut 
This guy's not just weighing 300 pounds. This guy's all dialed in, man. He was like Mr. AAU, Mr. Universe competition in Las Vegas. He hit, he's won everything in the light heavyweight division. Look him up. Doug Brignall, you've probably seen all kinds of hot pictures of this guy. B-R-I-G-N-O-L-E, dead. They say, oh, one thing they say, it was not vaccine related. How do they know? They were telling us that the vaccine was like well-tested, safe, effective. Really? Millions of people dying from the vaccine? Like taking the shot and going down right away. Said there was speculation that Brignall could have passed away because of complications from the vaccine, which he received some pushback on after sharing that he received it. In other words, he went on, he's a big enough boy. I mean, talking about big enough boy, uh, everybody knew him. That when he spoke, people listened. Like, hey, I got the jab, man. It's no big deal. We got this. The passing of Doug Brignall hit the bodybuilding community hard. Bodybuilder and professional judge Jerry Ward also passed away early this year, while Cedric McMillan's passing also sent shockwaves through the sport. Brignall's cause of death was confirmed by the coroner's office, and it's now closed. Yeah, let's let's close all these up. Close all these cases as fast as we can. <laughs> Just close them all up. In fact, uh, Stu Peters has a uh, is is the title of his film. It's out. You can watch it on Rumble. Died suddenly. I think his film is out. And <clears throat> I, I I haven't watched. I I played a clip on this show, but uh, four minute, which is kind of cool. But some of the critique on it. One of the best parts, like they give him a ten out of a ten. The guy that did the film is the part where they show them pulling the coagulated blood. The blood clots out of dead people. I'm telling you, this, this, uh, we are being murdered, people. Died suddenly. If you want to watch, I think you can watch it for free. So if you want to, you know, there's these isolated things where just people get put in jail, right? Like Simone Gold, Stanford trained attorney, Stanford trained medical doctor. Simone Gold accomplished two things, one of which would have been amazing for any family to have a person be an attorney or a doctor. She did both and had active licenses. She gets put in jail or prison, whatever you want to call it, for being present at the January 6th demonstration in in, uh, Washington. Just did two months. Catherine Ingebret, who has been a target of the U.S. government since she stood up for voting rights and and honest voting back in the Obama administration. Remember when OSHA went after her, the IRS went after her, all the alphabet soup of agencies went after her business in Texas. And she she was she threw back at and and, uh, won, hired attorneys to go against the IRS and all the rest of them abusing her rights, Catherine, Catherine Engelbrecht, true the vote and her friend, Greg Phillips, 
and they have been exposing. Uh, they were they worked with uh, the film Two Thousand Mules. Anyway, how do you end up like the people like that being put just picked up and put in jail for seven days, contempt of court? Or Mike Lindell, the pillow guy, or Greg, uh, not Greg, but uh, Doug uh, Franks, the brilliant, the guy that's had a Nobel Prize or was put up for a Nobel Prize in physics, just jerking people around like this. Unbelievable, folks. What This is unprecedented. So his situation, Swiss doctor gets locked up. They... <laughs> this is so unbelievable. Dr. Tom Binder, a Swiss cardiologist with over 34 years of experience in treating respiratory infections. That's amazing right there. I would go to that guy if if I needed help 34 years. Come on, they got they got a lot of knowledge. He received a doctorate in immunology and virology specializing in internal medicine and cardiology from the University of Zurich. Binder is an intelligent man who was deemed insane. Listen to this. Binder is an intelligent man now deemed insane by the Swiss government for speaking out against COVID regulations. I thought it was kind of free up there in Switzerland. Maybe I was thinking Sweden. Dr. Binder had been an outspoken critic of COVID restrictions since the beginning of the pandemic on April 9th, 2020, the cardiologist criticized the government's response to COVID and provided his own analysis of the virus. Good for him. He's a smart guy. He posted his thoughts on his private website, not on Facebook. And the post received over 20,000 views. You think people are hungry for the truth? Do you think people are suspecting that they're being lied to? manipulated pretty soon i'll say just get on the train we're just going to move you over here for a month then we're going to move you back oh really really yeah just go in here we're just going to de-lice you in this room over here <laughs> right take your clothes off leave everything out here we're just going to de-lice you really oh yeah trust the government Three days later, a day before Easter, after this, his uh, he posted his thoughts on his website, and they had th- twenty thousand views. Sixty, listen, people, not six, not sixteen. Sixty armed police officers and twenty members of the anti-terrorism unit. Eighty people, eighty law enforcement people forcibly removed Dr. Binder from his home. This is unbelievable, people. This is another Mar-a-Lago. We'll be right back. We got one more segment to go. to stop election fraud and restore our democratic republic 
I'm Randy Thomason with your SaveCalifornia.com Minute. Demand that Republican elected officials fight for election integrity. No more drop boxes, no computer software counting, no absentee ballots except in few instances, no early voting, no ballot harvesting, no curing of ballots, photo ID required, and votes must be finalized 48 hours after Election Day polls close. Resolve to keep voting and encourage others to vote right to deploy more of your soldiers, the good votes, to overcome election fraud, obviously bad votes. Also think now of an able constitutionalist you can recruit to run for county registrar of voters because fair elections is now job one for constitutional citizens. See more at SaveCalifornia.com championing your values in California. Nancy Pelosi announced that she was retiring from the Democratic leadership, and President Biden said that she was the most consequential Speaker of the House of Representatives in our history. Here are the top five moments that prove President Biden was right. Number five, when Pelosi said you have to pass a bill to find out what's in it. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Number four, when Nancy ripped up the president's State of the Union speech immediately after the speech. She did. Number three, when Pelosi elbowed a little girl out of the way so she didn't have to share the camera with her. Number two, when Pelosi wore African kente cloth and knelt to George Floyd for over eight minutes. And number one, when Pelosi said that Obamacare will lower everyone's rates. And everybody will have lower rates. Nancy, you'll truly be missed. The people of Brazil are united together in protest against the globalist Great Reset. In 2017, Luiz Lula was convicted on charges of corruption and money laundering and sentenced to nine years in prison. In April of last year, he was released by the Brazilian Supreme Court to run against Bolsonaro. He is supported by the World Economic Forum. Translating. Lula was not elected. Lula stole my vote. Stole from my people. We will not create war. We will not spill blood. We will fight with peace. This son of a Alexandre de Moraes. Because he stole our votes and gave them to another criminal, Lula. They reversed his sentence in order to win. Criminally. By stealing and diverting our votes. This was dishonesty, shadiness, criminal. In my country, there is no place for them. End translation. Alexandre de Moraes is the minister of the Supreme Court of Brazil, who just ordered the banks to block the accounts of anyone supporting the historic protest. If people all over the world took to the streets like the people of Brazil, then the imminent global tyranny would be eradicated. 
And this is why the media ignores it. They are hoping you just stay home and watch it, like a movie, until it arrives at your front door and it's too late. Say, let's pretend this grain is a puny little ant. Did that hurt? <laughs> nope. Well, how about this one? Are you kidding? Well, how about this? You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. So we've had, I live in Marysville, Zombieville, I call it. There's mentally ill people, drug addicted people all over the place. A lady that's caused me a lot of problems now is back in the neighborhood screaming, walking up and down the streets all day screaming and uh, threatening people, cussing at people. And uh, so never has there been a time when we need more law enforcement. But the way the societal pendulum has swung, it's like, hey, just let everybody do what they want. Let them go in. If they want groceries, they don't have any money. Just let them take what they want. Walk out. Just steal what if you don't want to pay for something, just take it. Just take somebody's car, take somebody's shoes, take take stuff off the shore, store shelves. Just take it. Go take gas out of people's rigs. Take the tires off their vehicle. Take the uh, catalytic converter off. Just take, 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 take. No big deal. No consequences. Just let people out. Book and release. Catch and release. Never has been, there been a time when we... We have police, but we really can't count on them. We can't count. It's not because they're not good people. We can't count on the judicial system. And part of that system has been voted in by you. Like Prop 47. Go look it up yourself. That allowed some of this to go on. So Elite Universal Security is trying to fill in some of the blanks, the bad, the gaps, really not blanks, gaps, where, where people are just coming and just taking stuff messing stuff up making a huge mess i i've run around town today and there was guys just parked out on the sidewalk just like making a total mess bottles cans garbage blocking the sidewalk just they just fine it's fine just leaving there Ali universal security if you need some help they can help you they're at uh they're based here in yuba county but they operate over numbers of counties up here in northern california so I'm going to give you the number, and if you want a job, you want to pick up some hours and work part-time, maybe you're retired and you, you want to work part-time as a guard, they will train you. Or if you need their help, 530-749-0280, So it could be residential. Maybe you're in an in area like mine. It's, it's pretty rough. 
I'm 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 on my own here, so I'm okay. But but uh, this me and a weapon, right? But if I had a lady or a kid here, I would be concerned here in downtown Marysville. It is, uh, you know, it only takes one person to, you know, do something, you know, be out of their mind for a moment and kill kill somebody or really do some damage. And it's just over before, before you know, it's over quick. So if you want some help, whether you have commercial, industrial, farming, whatever, residential, you can call them at 530-749-0280. And uh, you can also look at their website, EliteUniversalSecurity.com or API-Academy.com. That's a hyphen between API and Academy.com. That's their schooling option, uh, uh, their schooling arm. They will help you if you want to make ten or you know do ten or twenty hours a week. You know, uh, they they're looking for help. I talk to them all the time. In fact, plumbing doctor. I'm going to mention him next. Plumbing doctor. If you need a plumber, I mentioned Rotorooter earlier. Um, they they serve about four counties, five counties, four and a half counties. Plumbing doctor serves Yuba Sutter. If you need some help from them, 530-671-9111, 671-9111. So all these, you know, it's interesting. The plumbing doctor, the thrifty rooter, they're all looking for workers. If you can, you've got a driver's license, clean license, can pass a drug test, uh, and want to make some good money, I'm telling you, plumbing, you know, all the trades are making good money. I, none of my friends who work in the trade, and I have a lot of them, most of my friends are all tradesmen, tradesmen and women. They're making good money. Nobody's complaining about, I don't make enough money. And uh, the last one is Greenitz Construction, Dave Greenitz. Green with ETZ on the end. You can go to DaveGreenitzConstruction.com or you could look at Dave Greenitz Construction Facebook page and uh, sorry, I got distracted here for a second Facebook page. And you can see the before and after. I mean, I can sit here and use all kinds of adjectives and ex, you know, explain the details of the, the kind of quality work that they do. You know, there's, there's all kinds of contractors out there. You probably, if you've been around long enough, you know there's the fly-by-night contractor, the contractor that's not expecting to come back and do another job for you. They're just going to do your job, and that'll be the last they see you. But Dave Green, it's even dur- during the uh, downturn in the economy, and the uh, still was working right through because he has return customers, and he gets the best, you know. So go to, go to those uh, the website or the Facebook site and check out his before and after. If you're interested in a, ki- a kitchen and bath, you're going to spend the kind of money. It's just expensive, man, to to redecorate and put in new fixtures and replumb and new flooring, new lighting, uh, new new wall covering or painting, new cabinets. You know all that stuff. Very expensive, but it lasts you the rest of your life. But it needs to be done right and right the first time. So you can reach him through those platforms, Dave Greenitz, or you could dial or text him at 530-682-9602. Okay, so I'm going to um, drop back down here where I was. And uh, 
So I think I was talking about people dying and this Swiss doctor getting tucked away. So uh, Thomas Binder, I think it didn't tell how he got out, but said 80 people took 80 people to take this doctor. It doesn't say how old he is, but I don't know. He did. He's worked for 34 years as a top cardiologist. So I would guess him in his 60s, right? So it took 80 guys in Switzerland, guys and gals, I'm sure. So authorities then searched through the doctor's online activity and could not find anything to use against him. This reminds me of when they raided Judy Mikovits's house and took all of her lab notes, raided her office, stripped her office, her lab and office, when uh, Fauci went after her. So it says here, however, an emergency room doctor who was working with the authorities, uh, in other words, I think the emergency room doctor threw Dr. Binder under the bus, said emergency room doctor who was working with the authorities arrived and diagnosed Dr. Binder with Corona insanity. Now you might smile at that or laugh, but I want you to think about that. I think that is a diagnosis now. And that diagnosis, like SAD, sudden adult death syndrome, that diagnosis is using, is being used as a wraparound. If you deny the COVID uh, scenario or the story, if you deny the safety of the jab, if you deny the safety of masks, if you deny any of the protocols, that would put you over into Corona insanity, a denier, a flat earther. So they locked him in a mental asylum for questioning the COVID narrative. That's that was the reason he must be out because it says he refuses to be silenced. He is now a member of the doctors for COVID ethics and German physicians and scientists for health, freedom and democracy. These German scientists and physicians should have the best perspective of all of us being raised in Germany and knowing the history of what scientists and physicians did to their own people. Guy writing this said, I applaud him for still speaking against coronavirus mandates despite the government's pitiful attempt to silence him. Can you imagine... Can you imagine 80 people showing up? Can you imagine 25 people, FBI agents, showing up at Trump's Mar-a-Lago and he wasn't even there? 25? Listen, there's more to this than the safety of the law enforcement. It's not about that, people. It's about scaring the hell out of you. It's about making a statement that uh, resistance will not be tolerated. Your opinion, free speech, is no longer free. Your speech can only take place where they permit it and how they want it. So it's something to think about. 
because it's happening more and more. I mean, we who would have thought that Mike Lindell is going to fight a court case that Doug Franks is going to fight a court case that Catherine Ingebrecht and Greg Phillips are going to fight a court case. What, over an election? Not agreeing with the election? You're going to go to jail? You're going to have to fight a court. You have to hire attorneys? Randy, Randy Mitchell just hired an attorney to fight misdemeanor warrants. He was arrested. I want you to think about this. He was arrested in Butte County because of misdemeanor warrants. It, it, it's not that he didn't go to court. It wasn't a, a failure to appear. The warrant is about a judicial issue because he's during COVID. He continued to work when they told him to not work, even though they weren't going to pay his bills. That's what he's being he got arrested and booked at Butte County Jail for Placer County for an issue in Placer County. He has a salon there. I want you to think about this. You're a plumber. Maybe you were considered essential. Salon, lots of people, gyms. I'm not going to go through all the people that got shut down and considered non-essential. Haircut people, barbers, salons were considered non-essential. They said, don't go to work. They had no nothing to offer with, well, how are we going to pay our bills? Because it's not only money to buy the groceries and pay your rent or pay your mortgage. It's you got to pay for the building you're in. you got to pay your insurance. you got to pay the ongoing expenses just to make the wheels turn, the utilities, etc. So they they... We have a, a family man, has children, has five different outlets that he refused to close because of the COVID. Because the government said didn't they didn't do due process and offer any money for your closure. They just said close. And... And so now the Consumer Affairs is going after Randy Mitchell at Uppercut Barbershops, Yuba City, Marysville, Wheatland, Chico, Rock, Roseville, Rockland area. And so now they, they want him to come to court. Now they've already told him they took his license from him. They suspended his license. Now they're mad at him because he didn't come back and beg for another license. But he's now set up as a private membership association. If you set up as a private membership association, you don't come under the same regulations as an average business. It's, it's more like a club. Just, you just have certain people. They can pay to belong. Da, 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 da. New rules, different rules. Governor Newsom's got a bean up his nose because you know what he fears? They fear loss of control. It, you know, they get lots of money. From you look up on the California Consumer Affairs all the trades, and go research all the trades that have to be licensed. It's ridiculous, people. There's no reason they should. That's like asking the mob, the mob, if you can operate and have a laundry on this block of the street. That's what it's like. It's become the mafia of California. And so they want to control and they want that money and they want to manage you and control you like slavery. This is like the plantation. And so Randy Mitchell said, you can keep your license 
I am not intending to get another license. I don't need your regulations. I can take care of people's hair and nails and uh, massage or whatever I want to do, hair, face, you know, makeup, whatever. I can do that without your help. And customers will come to me that like me, and those that don't like me will not come to me, right? No worry. They don't like that, and they want to break him. So they're trying everything they can to arrest him and charge him all kinds of bail money and all kinds of stuff to, to force him to come back in the fold and to pay for that certificate and all his barbers to do the same because there's, there are tens of thousands of cosmetologists and barbers, maybe a hundred thousand in California. All of them will never leave the stable of the plantation. But many of them will once they hear that there's barbers up here that stood up against Newsom and, and Randy Mitchell's uppercut was not the only one. In fact, there's a, uh, I can't, I always can't remember the, uh, the bistro in Roseville house of Oliver is the name house of Oliver. They stayed open during COVID. And who, who do you think went after them? They're a big wine and, Food place, alcohol beverage control. They came in there and body slammed them, and they stayed open. And Kevin Kiley, the the new congressman, stood up for them and asked really pertinent questions like, "How come you bother them over a, of an illness that didn't cause any damage? Nobody got sick over there. Why are you bothering them? Why don't you just leave them alone?" And uh, House of Oliver stood up. There are a lot of different businesses that stood up. Some lost a lot. Some have have prevailed. But what's going on, people, is like, how are you going to come? What do you, where are you going to be? I think a lot of people ought to go into uppercuts and use them to cut your hair because it's costing them thousands and thousands of dollars to fight cases against the state government. But you know who the winners are going to be? The barbers, all the barbers all the cosmetologists because they'll get set free. But the fact is uh, a lot of people just sit on the fence. I remember when we fought Cal water, water in Marysville is very, very, very expensive. And we couldn't get people interested in spending $10, $20, $30 to fight Cal water, but they'll spend $300 or $400 for water a month. I bet that shocks you. You're probably out there in some area. You probably spend even some other areas of Yuba County, they spend like a 25% of what we spend in Marysville. But people will sit back and lose everything and then pay dearly for it. And just instead of paying $20, $30 or help out, I just sent in a contribution to Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association uh, because of my gratefulness, because of what they did to stop Measure A over in Sutter County. So should you, instead of just being a mooch, you know, just being a leech. You didn't do anything. Maybe you didn't even vote. But thank God for those who fought for that and and raised some money. Thank God for Howard Jarvis. I don't think we'd have prevailed against Measure A if Howard Jarvis wouldn't have come in. HJTA.org. Send them some money. Join. They serve California taxpayers. That'd be you. So that's what I'm talking about. And uh, if, if you're from Yuba Sutter or you're up in Chico or you're up in Rockland 
or Roseville, check out Uppercut Salon or Uppercut Barbershop and, and support those dudes. It's cost them thousands of dollars to fight Gavin Newsom. You think, oh, well, that's their own fault. Okay. When you, you know, at some point, it's going to be you that's fighting and ain't going to be nobody for you either. You know, if you want to do this, like Ben Franklin said it perfectly, we're either going to hang together or we're all going to hang apart. So thanks for listening. And um, again, the next two weeks, uh, next two Saturdays, we will not have a show on the podcast and we'll catch you when we get back. Thank you. Of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue. Bright blessed day and the dark sacred night, and I think to myself, what a wonder.